Okay, we'd like to welcome you back to our current event and weekly Bible study for April 11, 2011. This is part three. And uh, next article is Plan for Foreign Troop Deployment in the, in the United States. This is from Doug J. Hagman from April 1st of 2011. And uh, his website, he's got his own website uh, entitled homelandsecurityus.com and this originally appeared on Steve Quayle's website I guess, I I think it might have been a correspondence that he had with him Uh, but he's got some good stuff up on his website as well in fact that was where I got some of the last quotes about Islam was on this Doug Hegman's website on March 31st, 2011 This author, meaning Steve Quayle, spoke with a law enforcement officer who is a deputy chief of a police force situated in the northeast portion of the U.S. Now, uh, I did a study not too long ago on the New Madrid fault line. I keep seeing more and more evidence that that scenario is going to play out um, in most likely the very near future, if not some future date, and multiple earthquake scenarios. the gigantic earthquake scenario there, widening the Mississippi River. Uh, and uh, there's a lot of different nuclear reactors that would be affected in that particular area. And the problem that we're looking at here is, is if that were to go down, if there's any truth to any of this stuff about the pole shift, um, we know that Jesus Christ said in Matthew 24 that the beginning of birth pains, you know, there's, there's going to be wars and rumors of wars and plagues and pestilences and earthquakes in diverse places, and so we're really seeing a ramping up of this earthquake. We just had another earthquake in uh, Japan today, another pretty big one. We had another one before this in Japan. Uh, The nuclear situation there is degrading further and further. These reactors were were terribly built, uh, terribly maintained, and I, I do believe all of it was by design anyway, according to the Illuminati card game that we looked at. Um, this, these disasters were predicted, most likely, to a certain extent, they were facilitated and created uh, through things like the harp um, and um, ionospheric heaters and who knows what other technologies they may have to facilitate these types of things. That situation in Japan is not getting better. I'm seeing nothing but negative information regarding that situation it is continuing to worsen they do not have a handle on things they, they seem very inept and that ineptness is most likely by design they're pumping all kinds of radioactive water into the oceans and how could that not affect the sea life on an adverse level what i do believe they're trying to do is totally destroy the food chain totally destroy um, or corrupt aquatic life totally release radiation on a mass scale into the environment, which gets into the foods. Now we're seeing all these reports of, un- I mean, I saw a report today on in Hawaii. Uh, let me see if I can find it. Just a, a couple headlines from today. And I've sent out to my email list a whole bunch of radiation. I haven't done a lot on the radiation online because I, if I focused in on that, that's all I'd be doing right now. I, I couldn't focus on any of these other topics. And what I'm trying to do on that end is get, get the information out via my email list. And uh, if you want to subscribe to it, just email me. Um, my email address is on contendingfortruth.com on the right-hand side of the thing. Just email me and just say subscribe. And I will add you onto the Christian and the health because they're, they're vital, both of them. And the reality is, is um, 
anymore. If you're on one, you need to be on the other. Uh, and I don't try to put out a ton of emails on a per week basis. If something happens, if there's a a lot of breaking events, I'll try to get a lot of information out. But I try to group it together as well, so there's not like individual emails going out for specific things. Uh, uh, it says here's just some some uh, um, things from today. Japan's nuclear radiation in Hawaii milk at least 600 times above federal drinking water limits. 600 percent. I'm sorry, 600 percent. Um. On that, there's all kind of reports now on the drinking water in the United States, on different foods that are being affected all over the United States with either cesium-131 or radioactive iodine, and they're not even talking about the plutonium. And, um, you know, a lot of the actual radiation sensors in America are supposedly offline now, they're in disrepair. What the EPA is doing now is they're lowering the limits, uh, or they're... they're, um, they're increasing the limits of what acceptable radiation exposure is for humans, for the air, for food, for water. And therefore, you know, the more they, the more they increase it, the more they can say, oh, well, it's not a factor. You know, but this is a gigantic problem. They're dumping this stuff into the sea. And, you know, you look at a lot of the different things in Revelation. Okay, so for instance, Revelation 6, 5 and 6, 6. Now, this is in the tribulation, but there's things leading up, obviously, to the tribulation. And, and Jesus talked about those in Matthew 24. And, and then, you know, what we just mentioned, you know, wars, rumors of wars, let your heart not be troubled. You know, these are the beginning of sorrows, plagues, pestilences, earthquakes. You're seeing a lot. I, I keep getting all this stuff about crazy plagues and this thing in China where it's like this AIDS-like virus and people are turning up with it and they don't know what it is and all these crazy, totally resistant, super strains of bacteria that are showing up in like India and Europe and, and they don't have an antibiotic that can knock them out. And this is why I've, I've heavily emphasized the mouse over protein um, if, because it's one of the few things that will that uh, antibiotics or, or, or bacteria and viruses, they, they can't develop a resistance to it. Uh, whereas antibiotics, it can. So, you know, those are some of the things I've emphasized in times past. My, my website regarding the mild silver protein is just Dr. Dr. Johnson, J-O-H-N-S-O-N.com. And that's the Invive mild silver protein that I've been recommending for years. It's also on the right side of the ContinuingForTruth.com website. And I still have my special running as well. I've mentioned that in times past. If you want to know what that is, just email me and I'll send you the... Uh, information. Anyway, Revelation 6, 5, and when he had opened the third seal, I heard the third beast say, come and see and beheld, and lo, a black horse, and he that sat on him had a pair of balances in his hand. And I heard the voice in the midst of the four beasts say, a measure of wheat for a penny, and three measures of barley for a penny, and see thou hurt not the oil and the wine. Now, what is a measure? A measure from, uh, and this is out of Strong's, the, uh, the actual, um, Root word for measure in the New Testament, the root Greek word, is choinix, and it means a dry measure containing two serratae or less than a quart, or as much as would support a man of moderate appetite for a day. So, it's, it's, it's enough uh, wheat that would support a man of a moderate appetite for a day. Okay, so a measure of wheat for a penny. Well, that doesn't sound too bad. I mean, a penny's not too much. Yeah, you have to understand, what is a penny 
in the the um, New Testament in this application? What is what is the actual definition of it? Well, what it is, according to Strong's, it's, it's, it's translated from the word Greek word denarion, which means a Roman silver coin in the New Testament time called a denarius. It was a principal silver coin of the Roman Empire. From the parable of the laborers in the vineyard, it would seem that a denarius was an ordinary pay for a day's wages. So in other words, it's going to get so bad in Revelation where it says that it's going to cost you a whole day's wages just to eat, just to barely eat. You know, just one day's food is going to cost you a whole day's wages. Now, honestly, with what I'm seeing with this thing going on in Japan, I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, oh, it's really starting to come together. And I never really looked at the nuclear angle before. It's almost like a light bulb has come on and I'm thinking, wow, this is the ultimate way they can corrupt and taint and the, the food supply. I mean, and what will it end up doing to the honeybee? I mean, they're, they're decimated enough, the, the, the pollinators and these types of things that the food chain is dependent upon. What is it going to do to the honeybees? Well, I mean, the GMO foods are already taking such a toll on them as it is, and there's all a whole... But this nuclear... Now, can you imagine? If any of what I've just covered in the last two weeks is true, New Madrid fault... You know, you've got FEMA ordering all these body bags. You've got FEMA just buying up all the, the, the dry food storables, MREs, meals ready to eat. They're totally buying them out. And, and, and they, they've got like a corner in the market now. You can't even order the, these foods from these, from these freeze-dried companies because they're all being bought out now. You've got them predicting that there's going to be a very, very soon... Uh, cataclysmic earthquake of the New Madrid fault line, which would literally split the co- country right in two. You've got U.S. Navy maps predicting what it will look like when that happens, the Mississippi River being hundreds of miles wide, the Great Lakes being actually connected to the Gulf of Mexico. I'm not making this stuff up. This is a map from the U.S. Navy. I posted it, I think, in my last teaching. It's from them. And that's not the only other one. I mean, I've got like three or four other versions of it from different sources. And you've got Dozens and dozens and dozens of nuclear power plants all around America. And a whole bunch of them right that would be affected on the New Madrid fault line. Now, can you imagine what's going on in Japan happening on a mass scale? All that radiation getting dumped into the water. These nuclear reactors, let's say they're just totally... I mean, it's not even... They're not even standing. They're rubble. Can you imagine not only what that would do to people in general. But what that's going to do to taint the water supply and the food supply. Can you see now how a measure of wheat for a penny or three measures of barley for a penny, which would be a day's wages, could definitely be a very plausible scenario? The prudent man foreseeth evil and hideth himself, but the simple pass on and are punished. So I'm just throwing that out there. Okay? Just throwing that out there. I've reiterated this before. You know, um, the thing that I have here is if we have wisdom, we should prepare for something like this, potentially, like God instructed Joseph to do. I mean, if you have the means, if you can do it. Uh, Genesis forty-one thirty-four. Let Pharaoh do this and let him appoint officers over the land and take up a fifth part of the land of Egypt in the seven plenteous years. 
And let them gather all food of those good years that come, and lay up corn under the land hand of Pharaoh, and let them keep food in the cities. And the food shall be for store to the land against the seven years of famine, which shall be in the land of Egypt, that the land perish not through the, fam- through the famine. It's just wisdom. It's just wisdom we're talking about here. And, you know... I don't know how quickly, I mean, obviously, if you went out and bought a gallon of milk now in Hawaii or in California or in a lot of places, it's already tainted. It's already got higher levels of of cesium-131 or the other. Now, and again, I've sent out um, a whole Word document that I've got on radiation remedies. And I can't get into that right now for this teaching. Um, But there is a lot of different remedies. In iodine... The potassium iodide is just one thing. It's going to do nothing to protect you against cesium-131. Nothing. Okay? There's a lot of things that you can do. Um, but the food supply, I believe, at this point, is going to become... And we've got all these reoccurring earthquakes. They just keep happening now. In that situation, and that's just one nuclear plant. What if we had mass earthquakes on a global scale? In this scenario with the New Madrid fault line, you're going to have this... I mean, I can't even imagine. It is of biblical proportions of what could end up happening here. Okay, and and I'm just I'm trying to see just see the obvious handwriting on the wall here, and that is a biblical term, um, and it is uh, it's not looking good. Now, again, the Lord Jesus Christ is in control, but I'm just here as a watchman to warn you regarding potential things that, that could be coming. The Bible says in Proverbs 6, 6, Go to the ant, thou sluggard, consider her ways, and be wise, which have no guide, overseer, or ruler, provideth her meat in summer, and gathereth her food in the harvest. Why? So that they have food to eat when there is none, just like the seven years of famine that we just mentioned uh, regarding you know Joseph. So... Um, it's just something that I felt compelled to mention today. Uh, actually, I wasn't even hardly planning on mentioning it, but you know, with this particular subject that we're going to be looking at now, it also relates to this heavily. And um, I'm just going to go back to the start. On March 31st, 2000, March 31st, 2011, Steve Quayle spoke with law enforcement officer who is a deputy chief of a police force situated in the northeast portion of the U.S. Due to its strategic location, this police agency and this officer particularly routinely interacts with federal agencies, including but not limited to U.S. Customs and Border Control, U.S. Immigration and Customs Enforcement. He's been a law enforcement officer for over 20 years and was assigned to participate in a number of federal operations at the request of the Department of Homeland Security shortly after it was created. Since then, he has been tasked to work with the above agencies, among others, for various periods. As a result, he has become friends with several agents, including one who attends his church. I initiated the contact and directed him to the article on your website, which was an alert from a law enforcement officer. Now, that was the that was the article I read about the um, it had the one of them had to do with the Chinese troops uh, in Mexico, uh, where they've got huge literal highly guarded uh, cities where they've got Chinese troops on the uh, on our southern border, right over, you know, about 60 miles over, 30 miles over the the, uh, Texas border into Mexico. And then there was another law enforcement officer that confirmed that and also said that there is, I believe, Russian and, um, 
Canadian or something. No, not Canadian. Russian, and I forget, it was one other country, uh, troops in Canada waiting to come into the lower 48. So, uh, and, and really, in regard to, I really believe you could have multiple things happening on a global scale. You could have earthquakes, which also could, you then you could have tsunamis, which would also bring about nuclear reactors possibly cracking and, 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 and going uh, ballistic like the ones in Japan. You could have the Islamic element saying, okay, now is we're going to strike when the iron's high. So you always want to go after your enemy when he's, at your, when he's at their weakest. If the Muslims were ever going to strike, it would be during that particular time. Okay? And they're going to be aided and embedded. I mean, our governments, the ones that, that have been letting them come in here, they're the ones that have created the open borders. They're the ones that, have, that know about these sleeper cells. You know, you can detect dirty bomb radiation signatures um, from satellites, and they've got the technology. So if those are here, and I believe they are, then we know where they're at. It's just that we're not going to do anything about it, because that's going to be part of bringing order out of chaos. In. And there's all these different scenarios. Plagues, pestilences, H1N1. I mean, I've seen all these things about that lately. Lion signs and wonders. you got the Middle East things. So there's a lot of different ways this could end up going down. Um, and so he goes on to say, I initiated the contact, directed him to your article on your website, which was entitled Alert from Law Enforcement Officer. I give you a link to that. Dated March 28, 2011. As I contacted... At work, uh, he did not have the time to talk or review the article, but promised to contact me from his home after his shift. I received a call from him approximately 1,900 hours on this date, and I was not prepared for what he told me. First, he stated that once he became involved in federal agencies, he underwent an initial and very extensive six-week training course that was, quote, classified. He was not even permitted to tell his wife or his family where he was going for training, and he would not disclose the location to me except to say what I would be familiar with. Once he arrived at this facility, he was permitted one telephone call per week to call his wife, which he was told was being monitored on both ends. He described the training as paramilitary in nature, with particular focus on urban combat, house-to-house searches, and disarmament of hostiles and civilians. That's, they're going to be doing that here in America. He was provided with military-issued equipment, not used by police departments. At the time, he did not think too much about it, given the 9-11 attacks and the threats he was told existed in the United States. Following his successful completion of that training, he underwent additional training of a more technological nature that included the use of military weapons and specialized weapons to disperse crowds. He stated that some of the equipment was dispatched in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania in advance of the September 2009 G20 summit. He stated that although only one or two of these special weapons were actually used. They had lethal weapons designed for use against crowds stored in tractor trailers nearby. The trailers were actually leased by a federal agency and indigenous to the western Pennsylvania area. While the trailers were unmarked and operated by federal agents capable of driving the rigs, based on their appearance, no one looked twice at the tractor trailers. Some agents even joked afterward that the media was broadcasting within spitting distance of the trailers. And if they knew what was inside them, they would have had nervous breakdowns. It was early in 2009, prior to that event, that this source began to notice an upsurge in what he described as foreign SWAT swaps in in federally-led training. He described this as an influx of military troops from foreign countries, particularly Russia, training along with American people in these sessions that had grown more frequent. He confirmed that Iraqis were also part of the exercises. 
<clears throat> he also noted that troops from other UN countries were also represented. At first, the numbers were relatively low, but they ranked. But the ranks of foreigners began to swell in late 2009 to such an extent that U.S. LEOs, standing for Law Enforcement Officers, were outnumbered. It's pretty bad when you've got foreign troops in partic- uh, participating in domestic training exercises, and now the foreign troops are outnumbering our troops. <coughs> In mid-2010, he said that there was one training session where one of the Russians actually was the commander in parts of the drills, involving urban warfare and handling armed domestic resistance, causing alarm among some of the U.S. Leos. It should be noted that those who objected were immediately scrubbed from the exercises. That scrubbing seemed to take care of further complaints as word among U.S. personnel spread to future training. You know, or in other words, you speak up, you're, 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 you're off the, you know... You're done. You're not, you're not going to make a paycheck. Additionally, this source confirmed that contract employers, including XE Services, formerly Blackwater, were present in these training sessions, observing and actively recruiting officers, usually younger officers with prior military experience. Some Leos were approached and offered very lucrative contracts in countries now in the news for, with outbreaks of violence. Although he was not approached, it was not uncommon for anywhere between three to six trainees per class, to accept such offers, rumored to be valued well in excess of $100,000 plus expenses. I mean, they're willing to pay big money for this. These contracts were reported to be for 12 to 18 month periods. According to what he learned from a higher source, some of the selected Leos and those who were hired as contract employees were selected as candidates to carry out lethal finding orders, which is an order directly from the U.S. President to conduct, quote, hostile renditions and even assassinations of enemies, including in the U.S. if necessary. And that's a quote. Although lethal findings are not uncommon for operatives of the CIA operating in foreign countries, he stated he found it very odd to indicate the possibility of domestic use. Consistent with your article, many of the Russians and Iraqis originated from Canada, where they are now currently stationed. Here's another confirmation of that waiting to essentially come in to America. He added that he began to feel that the exercises were not meant for overseas details, but for asset allocation on U.S. soil. His suspicions were all but confirmed during a debriefing when the commander of one of the exercises asked if anyone in the class had misgivings about real-world deployment within the United States if ordered by our wonderful devil president from the pit of hell, sorry, I inserted that in, to counteract social unrest. Not one hand went up. So in other words, these guys are already on board. Okay, not, and not to say all of them are, but there's a ton of them that are. And if they're working alongside Russians and Iraqis and Chinese that hate our guts anyway and want to kill us anyway and would like nothing better than to kill us, well, it's going to be much easier for them to stay with their orders and maintain their their uh, objectives and goals when, you've, when you're working with, you know, with that type of... Uh, of um, mentality. Additionally, according to this source, an asset scrub of unprecedented scale was conducted by the, by the CIA immediately after Barack Hussein Obama gained control over the agency through various appointments. Many of the most valuable agents stationed in key positions in North Africa were replaced. 
meaning they were they were um, killed. I believe is what they're implying here. So again, it's just jockeying America, jockeying the Middle East, jockeying the world. Satan is jockeying that into position, okay, uh, to bring about the new world order. And the Bible predicts this is going to happen. Um, next article: Obama gives thumbs up to mass amnesty push. Um, President Obama used his Central American trip last week to ease concerns that there that that anyone in the U.S. illegally would be sent home. He, I mean, he wants to he wants to really let them know that you're not going to get sent home if you're here illegally. After all, the president says he hoped to legalize their status. That's right, President Obama is about to renew his drive for an illegal alien amnesty. I do not exaggerate. Here is the exact quote from USA Today's online blog of March 22nd. A Salvadorian reporter asked the economic development in Latin America and the, uh, on the immigration issue. Obama says, quote, he supports, quote, comprehensive immigration reform, that will strengthen the American borders while giving existing illegal aliens a, quote, pathway to get right by the law. Well, yeah, they should be rewarded. They came here illegally, and now we need to reward them um, by granting them full legal status. I mean, it seems reasonable to me. Uh, it adds that only one way to solve the immigration problem is with broad, comprehensive reform, including economic development of Central America, the politics of this are difficult, Obama adds, but he expressed confidence it could get done. So, coming straight from Satan there. Next article, federal agents told to reduce border arrests, uh, Arizona Sheriff says. An Arizona Sheriff says the U.S. Border Patrol officials have repeatedly told him that they have been ordered to reduce, at times even stop, arrests of illegal immigrants caught trying to cross the U.S. border. So, now, the Border Patrol agents are being told that they're to reduce and even stop the arrests of illegal immigrants trying to cross the U.S. border. I mean, again, just more insanity heaped on more insanity. Cochise County Sheriff Levy Larry Dever, Dever told FoxNews.com that a supervisor with the U.S. Border Patrol told him as recently as this month that a federal agency's office on Arizona's southern border was under orders to keep apprehension numbers down during specific reporting time periods. Deaver said in an interview to Fox.com, he said, I had to go back to my guys and tell them to not to catch anybody. That their job is to chase people away. They were not to catch anyone or arrest anyone, end of quote. So they're here illegally and they're doing, they're bringing you know, drugs and all kind of trafficking and human trafficking and all kind of evil for the most part, and a lot of them are, are um, radical Islamic terrorists, as we pointed out in times past. But, you know, and I, and I, I feel for the Border Patrol agents that, that have to, you know, deal with this, <laughs> uh, but, you know, they're, they're, they're getting the orders that are coming from the top. I mean, and I really believe the top being, you know, Obama's handlers, all the way from Obama's handlers, all the way down to them. Again, it's all by design. All of this. Deaver said in his recent conversation with Border Patrol supervisors was the latest in a series of communications on the subject that he has had with various federal agents over the last years. I really wonder, too, if, if their main thrust of them is to really allow these um, the terrorist Islamic factions 
to pour over the border. Maybe they've got certain sleeper cells they have to firm up and strengthen. They've got certain things um, from a terroristic standpoint, an Islamic standpoint, that they want to have more people in place in order to create and wreak more havoc when the trigger is pulled, when they will create the order out of chaos. Hard to say. Um, Deaver said in his recent conversation with Border Patrol Supervisor was the latest in a series of communications on the subjects that he has had with various federal agents over the last two years. Deaver said he plans to relay the substance of these conversations when he testifies under oath next month before the Senate Committee on Homeland Security and Governmental Affairs. Unbelievable. Uh, next article, I believe in our last one. Arizona rancher defending his property is ordered to pay $87,000 to illegal aliens. Yes, you've heard that right. This is from the Cypress Times. And uh, the Ninth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has upheld a lower court verdict. I mean, so you've got multiple courts here upholding, confirming... A verdict ordering U.S. citizen and Arizona rancher property owner to pay damages of $87,000 for holding a group of illegal aliens at gunpoint back in 2004 on his own property in defense of his own home. That's how wicked and corrupt and sick things have got in this country. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. And this is what you've got here. Picture this, you own your own home, you worked hard to get it, you're a rancher in Arizona or Texas or New, or New Mexico or any place in the USA, and then people start coming onto your property without your permission. We used to call that trespassing. We used to consider it a big deal, like the sovereignty of our nation. These people come onto your property at a growing rate, more and more of them, day in, day out, invade your property, then they start vandalizing your property. Then uh, they break into your home, they steal, they kill your livestock. You ask authorities to help, but they don't. You start rounding these people up at gunpoint and holding them until law enforcement can arrive. You turn them over to the law. That used to be called good citizenship. For ten years you wage a campaign to turn an ever-growing tide of these same people, which you call undocumented migrants, um, which some call undocumented migrants, from traipsing all over your property, killing your livestock, stealing your truck, breaking and entering into your home, then one day you round up 16 of these, quote, migrants. You hold them at gunpoint. You have your dog with you and tell these 16 people if they try to escape, you'll turn the dog loose on them or shoot them. We used to call people like this heroes. Roger Barnett, who's 64 years old, did just that back in 2004 after battling against illegal aliens who used his private property, his ranch, his home as a gateway into the United States along the way, killing his cattle, vandalizing his personal property, and breaking into his home. And and getting no help from law enforcement officers. So the, the guy had to do something. I mean, what was he supposed to do? Just lay down, okay, yeah, you can have it all. You know, you guys are here illegally. It's all right. You can you can run your drugs through here and, and all your you know human trafficking, and you can kill and purge and pillage all you want. I don't want to step on any toes here. I don't want to be politically incorrect. You guys are in the right, and I'm in the wrong. Well, this is how the government that scenario that I just played out that tongue and cheek sarcasm. This is what the government expects you to do. That's what that how they expect a good little Nazi to. Act in today's big brother 
New World Order mentality. That's what they wanted him to do. He didn't go along with the, with the program. So fast forward and involve the U.S. justice system, get some attorneys into the mix, and an organization that defends your rights of whom whomever, and then what you have is a travesty of justice. You're not going to believe this. You have an official declaration that up is down and down is up, and now we live in bizarro world. Barnett has been ordered, and the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals has just upheld the order to pay those illegal aliens who were on, who were in this nation illegally, who came here of their own accord, knowing that they were here illegally, in Arizona illegally, and on Mr. Barnett's property illegally, that they are to be paid $87,000 in damages. But wait, there's more bizarro to come. A civil trial continues because the 16 people who entered this country illegally entered the state of Arizona illegally and were illegally trespassing on Mr. Barnett's Barnett's Ranch are now also suing him for $32 million on top of the $87,000 that's owed him. They're like, oh, this stinking, you know, gringo, he's going to pay us a lot. I'm sorry, but that's probably what they're saying. $32 million they want on top of the eighty-seven grand, And they were here all illegally and did all of that mayhem and damage to his property. And, and terrorized his prop, you know. Now they want an extra thirty-two million. It's greedy devils. Lord Jesus Christ, rebuke every one of them. Why? Because they cite these illegal aliens, civil rights. Why would they have any rights if they were here illegally? No, they're going to cite civil rights violations. They're going to. They, why? Here's another reason: infliction of emotional stress. Oh, I mean, they, you know, they, they're, they're all in therapy now as a result of that one time. Actual and punitive damages um, are another reason. Along with Barnett, these 16 illegal aliens are also suing Mr. Barnett's wife, his brother, and just for grins, the sheriff of Cochise County, Arizona. Imagine that. Now, this isn't this the same sheriff that we just talked about? This sheriff of Cochise County? Uh, yeah, Co-Chief, the, the, the article I just reported on, Cochief County Sheriff Larry Dever, and he's the one that said to Fox News, he said, I had to go back to my guys and tell them not to catch anybody, that their job is to chase people away. They were not to catch anyone or arrest anyone. I just connected the dots on that, I just now. I mean, this sheriff uh, really is in full scaredy-cat mode, evidently, uh, to the point where he's telling his guys not to catch anybody, That's their job. that their job is just chase people away, they're not to catch or arrest anyone. Well, he's probably really gun-shy after he's getting sued by this group of illegal aliens who are here illegally for $32 million. He's, he's part of the lawsuit. We'll sue them all, you know? My advice to him is to grow a backbone. That's my advice to him. Grow a backbone. Do whatever it takes. Don't sell your soul to Satan in order for the sake of taking orders. And I understand, yeah, they'll just replace him with somebody else. I'm, I'm sorry, but, you know, <laughs> right is right and wrong is wrong. Okay? I don't care, you know, your justifications, that's between you and God, but, you know, it's, it's pathetic. So, going further, the MSM which continually, continually refers to the 
16 as immigrants. Oh, they were just immigrating here. Granted, they had no no legal status or no papers to do that. They were just going to come here legally, but they're just immigrants. And he says they're being defended by the Mexican American Legal Defense and Educational Fund. But I mean, th- this is this is a this is a group that really is on the side of righteousness. They're defending illegal aliens for their right to come in here and trespass illegally and destroy private property and to steal and you know you know you'll see what he did with their their property. We, we're not even we haven't even got to that yet. But they're not Mexican-Americans unless we've automatically extended the title American to them the same way we've automatically extended the term immigrant to them. Is that all it takes to be an American now? Just show up, stand on the soil, and you're in? Sure. Absolutely. But they're not... um, Since 1998, Barnett says he's rounded up... Wow, this is hard to comprehend. 1998, Barnett says he's rounded up over 12,000 illegal aliens on his personal private property and turn them over to local law enforcement or border patrol agents. I I can't even comprehend that number. 12,000. If that were the case, that would be an absolute 100% full-time job that he should not have to do. Now, I understand the border patrol agents are hamstrung here because they're they're following orders. Okay, but... (laughs) That's, that's incomprehensible. Barnett said back in 2002 in a Washington Times interview that he began rounding up illegal immigrants after they started to vandalize his property. He said the immigrants tore up water pumps, killed cows, destroyed fences and gates, stole trucks, and broke into his home. I mean, they're here illegally. Why not? You know, it's the fruit of illegal immigration. It's like we talk about the fruit of Islam. Well, this is just more fruit of it. And you see these stories over and over again. And there's all kind of uh, these ones that do the human trafficking. They get these women over here, particularly the younger ones, and they, and they think they're going to come to this better life. And they're found, you know, early on in the journey, they're being raped by their, by their um, person that's smuggling them over the border. They, they bring them to these brothels and say, listen, in order to pay your rent off, you're going to have to sleep with like 20 or 30 guys a day. And, and it's, it's impossible for them to ever even... Pay off their debt happens all the time. Uh, some of his cattle died from ingesting plastic bottles left behind by the immigrants. He said that he installed a faucet on an eight thousand gallon water tank so the immigrants would stop d- damaging the tank to get the water. And then it goes on to say, "Oh, this guy Barnett is pure evil." I mean, he even gave them a water faucet on the tank. Mr. Barnett said some of the ranch's established immigrant trails were littered with trash up to 10 inches deep. I mean, have you seen these pictures of these, of these trails that they've got? I mean, these, these people are just pigs. No, no regard for anybody, anybody's property, anybody but themselves. Okay? Um, they were littered with trash 10 inches deep including human waste, used toilet paper, soiled diapers, cigarette packs, clothes, backpacks, empty one-gallon water bottles, chewing gum wrappers, and aluminum foil, which is supposedly used to pack the drugs the immigrant smugglers give their clients to keep them running. And that happens all the time. They're smuggling all kind of drugs over the borders into America. He said he carried a pistol during his searches 
for the immigrants and had a rifle in his truck for protection against immigrant and drug smugglers. Though they're illegal aliens, I hate this immigrant word, who often are armed. A large part of the motivation for establishing the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution and the Bill of Rights was to ensure the property rights of U.S. citizens would be protected. Um, now, I suppose we ought to we ought to labor under the assumption that we really have no property rights now. In fact, those who enter in our country illegally and trample on the sovereignty of our nation and the sanctity of our own home seem to, seem to be the one that only have the rights. We have no more rights anymore. They can do whatever they want. I mean, it's okay for them to be interlopers and come and do rape, pillage, do whatever they're going to do. Just like the Muslims. We have no rights. Uh, we must... Use the politically correct term when referring to these interlopers that they are immigrants and not... Um, what, that's what we should do. We, they're, they're immigrants. They're not illegals. We must give up all our constitutionally guaranteed rights and allow our property to be subject to any violation imaginable, lest we offend them. We cannot stand if we do. We're held liable by the courts, which are supposed to mete out justice. Uh, I wish I had more positive things to report on, but unfortunately... It's the sad state of affairs that we live in today. The Lord Jesus Christ is still on the throne. He's still in control. And we need to focus in on that and the word of God. Uh, but these things that are developing, particularly what I mentioned today about the nuclear radiation thing, you know, that's something that's just not going to go away either. Uh, that, it's going on in Japan. It's all by design. The thing's getting worse. And it's not going to get better. So the time, if you're going to stock up on food, whatever you can gain or get access to, I would try to do it sooner rather than later. Because I do not know how tainted the food supply is actually going to get. And it's going to be very hard when the government's covering it all up. So pray about it, fast about it. Um, you know, um, that's the best thing I can tell you to do. Draw, draw an eye to God and he'll draw an eye to you. And uh, that's the best advice that, that I can really give you. I'll go ahead and end this out in a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, we do thank you for this day, this time you've given us. I thank you, God, for letting us come together again, Lord God, and to do another teaching, Lord. Um, I pray you'd forgive us for any and all sins we've committed in any way, shape, or form, as we forgive those who have sinned against us, Lord God, that the words of our mouth and the meditations of our heart would be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and redeemer, and that you would cleanse us from presumptuous sins and secret faults that they would not have dominion over us. I pray, God, for all my listeners, for all the people that would be listening to us, that you would give uh, individually, Lord God, that you would show them and guide them and direct them in exactly what you would have them and myself to do, Lord God, regarding the days and times coming, Lord, that, that if there's um, areas of the country or areas of, of wherever they might live where... Uh, where you would direct them to, Lord God. I pray, God, that you do that preemptively. I pray, God, that you, uh, for the provision, Lord God, to be able, Lord, to um, prepare for what is coming. And with food and water purification and these types of things, whatever whatever uh, we would need in a respective situation in the days and times ahead, I, I pray that, that for your provision, Lord, uh, that you would open the doors no man can shut and shut the doors no man can open regarding these matters. That you would give us, Lord God, a vision. For in your Bible says, without a vision your people perish. That would line up with the word of God, Lord God. That, that we would know exactly what 
your will would be for our lives, that you would use us mightily in the days and times to come, use mightily the body of Christ, for your protective hand to be upon us, for your divine providence, Lord God, that your angels would go before us to prepare the way, Lord God, the fear of God would be upon our enemies, and Lord God, that if it be possible that their souls be saved, and the, and the souls of our unsaved family members, that the fear of God would be upon them, Lord God, and that that fear would... The goodness and severity of the Lord leadeth thee to repentance, as the word of God says. And I pray, God, whatever it takes for our, our unsaved family members of the people that you've put in our lives, for their souls to be saved, that you'd use us mightily toward those ends. And we humbly ask all these things in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen.